Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And today we are here to talk about Book 3, Change, Episode, sorry, Chapter 8, The Terror Within of the Legend of Korra series. And stuff gets real, like real, real, real fast here. And it's very exciting. But before we get to that, as always, Chris, how you doing? I am doing the same, decent, as <laughs> you asked last time. Uh, which always, you mean uh, to tell me that your emotions have not changed in the past 60 minutes? Uh, you know what? They're a little better, Sean. Oh, I get to talk stop with it. you. Stop it. I would like to think that it's not that it has to be the high point of your day, but that your day can't get worse after you talk about Avatar. I don't feel like it can get worse. Unless it's hard to get worse. There's, there's an hour left in the day. Right. Things got a dramatic, like, I, I don't come into contact with anyone else. Something really catastrophic has happened, and that's our. It's at the end of the yeah. Friday. You got the whole weekend to look for it. It's, it's the last thing you do. It's like, I would like to think it's a, it's a positive. Just, the only way it could be worse to talk about avatars if somebody's asking stupid trivia questions. <laughs> Poorly constructed garbage. Yes. Uh, Chris, I think this will would be... We're like halfway through October, and I know you're a Halloween person. You got any costume plans for the kiddos? I know you always uh, plan the costumes. My daughter's going to be Ladybug. Oh, I need to buy the costumes. Right now, it'll be a good time to buy the costumes. Uh, my daughter's going to be Ladybug, and my son's going to be Luigi. You know so. what? I did already ask you that maybe like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Two or three. I forgot. But, well, hey, that's yeah. a lot of fun. I am going as Nicolas Cage from National National Treasure. Which means that I'm wearing a suit and carrying around a fake Declaration of Independence. And I guess I'm just going to answer the door holding it. I'd, and kids will be like, <laughs> I don't get you. I'll be like, that's fine. I'll be like, that's fine. Or however Nicolas Cage would say it. Yeah. I'll work yeah. on it. Better impression I would have done. I, he's, he's an impression like you can't get it perfect, but everybody still knows like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I know what you're trying to do and it's not good, yeah. but I still I get the gist of it. But... Yeah. Uh, what else are you up to this week? Uh, watch more TV lately. Uh, watch Ted Lasso. Season two is done. Uh, that was I enjoy season two more than season one, but just from a storytelling standpoint, it it's it's not as I mean it's still charming as as heck, but they dive a little darker, more real stuff is is happening. Try to enjoy that. I would like to think that by the time this posts, I will have uh, finished that last episode, and then maybe in the yeah, near future, totally. we'll go back. I never went back to look at comments to see if people are like, hey, this is stupid. Don't ever do this again. Uh, but if people <laughs> didn't hate the first one, we can use the like a review of the second one as, as a filler when we need a break. Ignore it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> it's nice to have those kind of fillers when you need them, like a one-off that we can plug in somewhere. So yeah. I'd like to review season two at some point. And even though I will say that I... You know, I don't like the more feelsy stuff. I'm a really big fan of, of yeah. what they're doing in this season. Yeah. So, I, I, I think I caught more feelings this season than last season. Like, I definitely yeah, cried absolutely. At, at a certain moment. But It's more uh, frequent with the, with the hits, with the heavy emotional hits. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I've got to sneeze and cough all at the same time, so I'm going to let you take it from <laughs> mute before uh, I destroy this podcast. Also, I just got done watching Squid Game, which is apparently the most popular show of all time now, uh, <laughs> or at least for Netflix. 
worldwide. Oh, that was our show. Um, if you're not familiar with the premise of Squid Game, uh, it's a South Korean show. So it's it's I watched it in dub. I will admit. Um, the thing is, <laughs> I watch it in dub, but then when it gets like a very serious moment, I know two characters are having a very intense conversation. I then switch it to sub because I like to get that emotion <laughs> from them. Then I go right back to dub. It's a weird thing. Um, That's kind of messed up. But I will not be yeah. watching it because it will give me nightmares. And no, nah, so. it's not scary. But it's violent and scary. It's I'm scary. Sure, Which but... people die all over that thing. I mean, yeah, but that's not that bad. I watched my wife watching it for like a minute, and I was like, what is this? And she's like, Netflix recommended it. I was like, okay. And then the Netflix next day- Red light, green light? The, the, well, the next day, I I got on Twitter or whatever, and everybody's talking. I was like, why does that sound familiar? And I was like, everybody is watching this show but me. And then I looked a little deeper. I was like, no, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I, I honestly would not recommend you watch the show. <laughs> thing is, I wouldn't really recommend anybody to watch it. I'm not- I'm, I wouldn't think like, oh, people should go watch Squid Game. I don't think it's that great to where I'm like, oh, it's a watch. it's a flash in the pan Netflix deal. It's not to say that it's gonna die soon or anything. Yeah. That's not what I'm trying to say. I just like in a, in a couple of years, are we gonna anywhere care as much about this show as people I think, do right now? I think it will get a second season, and I actually look forward. The end of this season makes me look forward to a, a season two, if there is okay. a season two, which there probably will be because it made money. It it yeah, make money. It's one of the most popular shows ever, apparently. Hashtag money, money. Uh, but no, I thought it was fun. Okay. Uh, it's funny. I was at a, I was at a, uh, at a business lunch. Sounds very fancy. Last week. <laughs> it does sound very uh, fancy. I know, right? I've never said that statement before. I was at a business lunch meeting. I was doing uh, actually, some networking with some fellow executives of mine. Yeah. At a brunch. Things. It was to lead network. Um. There. We just had a vendor, uh, fly in from like. I don't know where they're from, honestly. Um, but they had to fly in. They just wanted to have lunch with us. They'll be like handling certain aspects with members of ours. Um, and they were just like, oh, yeah, we just really want to meet you guys. And so we met them in person at a restaurant. And, and then I actually met people on my team for the first time, <laughs> even though I've been working with them for like two years now, <laughs> which is, just, you know, that's the sign of times. I just made uh, a year, and literally Wednesday evening, I met some of my peers in person for the first time. Yeah, it's weird. It's I like the it's, year it's, it's like it's like going on a blind date almost. In a way, like this one guy, I was like, "Oh, you're." I told him, I was "Like, oh, you're taller than I expected." Like, I thought, like for some reason, you have the voice of a five sits person, but instead, he's like sits two or sits three. <laughs> I that sounds awful. Like you expect a five six person to have like a high squeaky voice. Like look at that little chipmunk. Yeah. <laughs> I I had a similar experience where uh, a person who, whatever is above director, right? There's like my my manager and then my director and then the next person, yeah. and I met him in person. And internally, I thought, I think he's older than I thought he was. Right, mm-hmm. like just in person, maybe he doesn't look as good as he does on camera. And then, like a day later, he's like, "I'm retiring," and at the end of next year, I was like, <laughs> "Yes, way." I jinxed it by seeing him. I like when when what's his name, Greg sees the painting of himself, and then he gets old all at once or whatever. I di- I, I jinxed uh, it. I can't think of his name. You know who I'm talking about. He 
sees the painting and then he turns old because the painting was extraordinary gentleman. Yeah, but yeah. but he also had his own right whatever that book was before. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Right, like they all came from different pieces of uh, uh, of literature. You're right. Yeah. yeah. That uh, movie. Oh, my point was that movie is not good, but I do still watch it on occasion. It's not good at all, but I do. My point was bring up the the business lunch. This uh, this lady there. You know, we're, we're we're the point of the lunch was just to familiarize with each other and you know just chat and network really. And uh, I hate that term network. Always have hate anyway. <laughs> uh, she's like, oh, you, you know, way, huh? we're go- we're going around asking what we're all watching, and uh, Chris's and, response uh, is Avatar and Squid Games. It was not Avatar. No, I wasn't watching Squid Game at that point because I was. She was the one that recommended Squid Game. I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. So that's how that's why I was bringing up uh, that business lunch. I did not say Avatar because one thing I haven't been watching the original Avatar lately, and I'm not like consistently watching core. I just watch it when when we're watching when. To review, um, the thing that I was really wanting to be like everyone, the best TV show of all time is this cartoon mm-hmm. called Avatar: Last Airbender. And, but like, I tried to contain my nerdiness to a certain extent because just at first, that's fine. Well, yeah, I, oh, I just try to. Contain, <laughs> I feel like it can backfire on you in the in the corporate world to certain. Yeah, just because I don't ease. I would do the same thing with a girlfriend or whatever. Like you don't want to yeah. dump every. It's, we, you should be yourself. You should, but yes. not all right at once. <laughs> you, like break like, it in a little easy. No, you, you know how hard like, <laughs> like this one guy brought up Game of Thrones, and I so in my head I was like, "Oh, you want to show like Game of Thrones?" But let me tell you about the show. It's like Game of Thrones, but it's for the whole family, right? Instead of murdering and boobs and sets, there's life lessons and comedy. And yeah, really but when you took away murdering and boobs and sex, you just took away Game of Thrones. Like that's all there is, Chris. That's nah, there's a lot more. And like okay, it took away. 80%. It took me a lot to like not mention because things I like to mention Avatar because there might be a chance that other people love Avatar. Then I can talk to them about Avatar and how great it is. You establish it, but uh, you know what? Next, no, I, I next networking event. It's funny. My wife has to go to him all the time, and every time she says it, I just, just cringe a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting better at playing the game. I think you know you gotta play the game. Yeah. Wife's a champ. I should take pointers. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I was not good at playing the game at Payless. I'm trying to learn from my past. Uh... That's what first jobs are for. That's what first jobs are. <laughs> that, was, that was that was eight years of my career progression doing this while others did this, but it happens happens so that's why you, uh, that's the first job uh well uh we have a very exciting episode this week in my opinion spoiler foreshadowing report no spoiler alert <laughs> very exciting episode and i'm excited to dive into it i will admit in advance it's not that they don't have clear cuts in between but we get to the point of the season where i do just kind of watch them all in a bundle every single time so apologies if i jump ahead and say things that are not in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all really good, and I enjoy the crap out of all of it. And so it's yeah. bound to happen. Chris, do you care to walk us? Let's get into it. All right, first of all, I really like how the episode starts off with Cora training and metal bending. Um, <laughs> I just, I love, really love this action scene. Like, she first loses to win or away. I don't know which one is which. Um, and then Bolin's also training, <laughs> and Bolin is just like, 
cheating because the earth bends a pebble at, at one of the guy's heads. And like, I love how one of them is like, oh man, it's so cool. I'm sparring with the avatar. Like, like I, I like it when people treat the av- give the avatar a title the respect that it deserves. Because far too often, Korra doesn't get that respect and admiration. But he's like, oh, cool. I'm sparring with the avatar. Like, that is cool to. Like, they're so. Like, you know, if we read the Kyoshi books, we, you know, we watch Avatar Last Airbender. There's a certain aura it's of like the a avatar. Respect, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, like, oh, to, to be a. To be a. A, a member of the avatars, uh, what do they call it? Companion to be a companion of the avatars would be a great honor. Like that's how it was in Kyoshi's time, and then even in Aang's time, to a certain to much lesser extent. But in Korra's time, it's not like a oh, you're the companion of the avatars. Like nah, you're just you're friends with Korra. Okay. Imagine <laughs> if they had cell phones. Like how much less interesting it would be to them. <laughs> uh, the avatar sent a tweet again. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Avatar thinks this new cereal is uh, not, good, not yeah. as good as the, It would yeah. be even worse. I like to think that the sheen wore off of the Avatar thing when, like, Aang came back and everybody said, so like, oh, there's an Avatar. We don't know how to act. And then Korra came mm, along and was like, you know that's what? That's true. We're yeah. kind of like, okay. We're, we're, we're done idolizing. We're, we're more yeah. worldly now. We see yeah. more than we used to, Korra. Yeah. That could be... Some of, some part of it because I mean there there are a few people who I think really had some high admiration for the Avatar even when Aang was because yeah a hundred years went by and like you know those customs get lost really only old people are just like well then you know Aang met that one guy who <laughs> that fisherman and Aang was like I'm the Avatar and the guy's like I don't care like <laughs> what are, what are you, you okay. You gonna help me catch some fish? I forget what he yeah. said exactly. What he done for me, late me or whatever. But it yeah. is like that's like a genuine sort of rustic Midwestern reaction to an important person. It's like yeah. fine. You yeah. gonna buy something at the store on the way through? You just passing by? What? <laughs> uh, anyway, and then Cora fights him and she beats him at their own game. Uh, I'm sorry, they're not playing the game, but she beats him at. Metal bending, and she's like, woohoo, metal bending champ. So, Cora's like, you know, great at everything. Um, well, not great at everything, great at metal bending. Anyway, and then, yeah, they say goodbye to Opal, and, uh, you know, they'll always have Kale between Bolin and Opal. That's a nice little goodbye. There's a beautiful yeah. comparison here between, so by the time you see this, not this week's um, Bending the Elements podcast, but last week's Bending the Elements podcast, when it's talking about, Cora teaching Aang to waterbend and like how good Aang picks it up and that just sort of envy and it's really it's it's a great podcast. Go Braving the Elements yeah. the last week and what well, you know, listen to this week's too. And I thought that paralleled really nicely with this episode of like Cora just picking up metal bending and just being a champ and putting up with those <laughs> people always pisses me off, but you're not supposed to be jealous, you're supposed to be happy for him. <laughs> and Janet Varney had really nice points. It's like, ah, oh, fine, Janet Varney, that's fine. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I, yeah, I really like that episode because I was yeah, thinking about myself. Which I might have talked to about this before. Just like, like I remember, you know, I have my group of friends in the neighborhood, right? Like, I was the best at basketball. Like, that's like the one that, like, if we went to the gym and there was some guy there, like, who was really good, I would always be the one to challenge them. And then, and then just, you know, just growing up, 
you know, I, I reach my peak, <laughs> your solar peak. You find out that your friends have have done their genetic code that they're actually taller than you. You just happen to be like a you know a year older than <laughs> than them. And uh, you know, like they were touching rim and stuff. Like almost dunking. Like I just had, you know, I had you know weird insecurity about like not being able to to touch the goal like they could and stuff like that. Like sometimes I wouldn't even want to go play basketball because I just didn't care to. Um, and I had one friend who practiced a lot. He and his shot got really good because the person that actually taught him how to shoot, like the guy at the gym. And then it's just like, man, I'm just getting like not as good. Like, I don't know, there's just weird uh, insecurities that people go through. It looks they, different on everybody, but we all go through it somewhere. Yeah. There's exactly. not a person alive that feels any <laughs> kind of feelings that has not felt exactly that feeling in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, say goodbye. Oh, oh Varick is also, <laughs> they have like a the dinner and, uh, it's funny that you do kind of see like just little moments of, of Kora and Asami uh, and their friendship growing some. And then uh, Varric sits by them. <laughs> Varric's like, I got an airbender tracker. And she's like, oh, great. Like, we could use this. And then and she's like, and Asami gets it. And Asami's like, I don't think it works. He's like, but you got to airbend into it. Duh. How else do you think it's going to work? <laughs> just Varric in these past few episodes, it's it's peak Varric. It is my favorite. Next episode, yeah. next season, he goes a little like a little too far, like the helpful direction. But this season, Varric is mm, among okay. my favorite characters. Yeah, we well, got to airbend into it first. <laughs> um. Anyway, and then. And then, uh, yeah, so they say goodbye to Opals, and they uh, go sleep for the night. And we see the Red Lotus members scouring around Zalfu. And they, uh, one thing, uh, Ming-Hua, freaking creepy. Those water-bending arms, like, the character design on Ming-Hua is so, uh, character design's not the word I'm looking for. Just, I mean, it kind of is. It uh, evokes a, a kind of spookiness that we really don't like. The closest other thing I can think of probably is like Hama? some spirit. Well, I, okay. Oh, Hama, I didn't think about her. I was thinking of like some of the spookier spirits. It's like giving oh, me that yeah. same vibe. Hama's a great yeah. comparison. So, yeah, it's just good design and like evoking this kind of unexpected emotion. Yeah. Like the way she like <laughs> uses water to cut the glass and then push the glass, it would grab it and take it out is, uh, Really cool, and then, and then they uh, knock out Naga, and they knock out Cora, and they kidnap her, and then Pabu sees it, and Pabu's just like, <laughs> and Bolin's like, not now, Naga. Oh, they got Cora, and he's like, they got Cora. <laughs> really good, uh, PJ Brian there, and then uh, yeah, this is when yeah, this is when I was like, holy crap, like they are. In Zafu, they they got core. Like we are bullying. Like holy crap, they got core. Like I've things have never just went from like quiet calm night to just they they got the avatar. Like it's never been like an after last I've been there. That's a true one. And, like we go from this is the safest city in the world yeah. to they're about to succeed and they're 
world chaos. Like it's a literal 180. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, all our fight breaks out. It's, it's hard to even describe this fight. Honestly, um, this, the closest other fight in the whole series that I think compares to this is the fight in, in a city of walls and secrets. I think, no, not city of walls and secrets. Dang it. Oh no. I can't think of the episode. It's no, look loud guy. That's the name of the episode. Where where you have like Jet and Toph and Katara and Aang and Sokka fighting Daily agents, like to to where like there's so many members, different bending going on, different fighting going on. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that. And I, uh, yeah, I do this... have I do have qualms. I like a lot what I see, but I do have some qualms with kind of how it goes down. Nothing serious, but it does feel like. Like it should be fuller. Like there should be more metal bending security and stuff around. And then there's some points where it's like kind of dead. It's like, I know those four people aren't standing on that island <laughs> just waiting on you to make your moves. That's not how this fight's going to go down. I Man, I don't know. I feel like they constructed it in a way. So, right. So, like the metal benders. Say, first... I'm not trying to take too much away from it. it just, okay. it's, it, it's just, it's not full enough. And I'm really sad that there's not more metal bending. Like, there should have been metal bending security all around, just absolutely hurling just chunk after chunk after chunk of it, just incapacitating. Well, so I think the reason for that, because I think I had that first thought also today when watching it. Like, they had Korra, right? They couldn't just, like, shrink that metal around them and, like, crush them because they would risk crushing Korra's unconscious body <laughs> that's that's laying right next to them. So I think they had to play it safe to a certain extent. And um and and when it comes to uh, the Red Lotus, I mean they were completely surrounded. And so they're kind of playing very hard, very hard defense. Okay, with... but if you have, you know, uh the entire security squad, let's say there's ten security guards outside of the regular team or whatever. They should all be throwing metal whips at ankles. Absolutely, they should be trying to trap ankles. Like, uh, I'm I'm embarrassed. I can't even think of what her name. The villain in the next season. What the heck is her name? Kavira. Kavira. Thank you. They should be Kavira incapacitating people, and there should just be I ten. Mean, ten. Kavira was there. Kavira <laughs> should be doing. It. Oh, you're so Kavira big and bad be. in the next season, but you can't do it now. There should be ten security guards hurling those things at, at bad guys. And that does, that, but I don't want to take to it. It's a very minor detail. It's also like it's the middle of the night. Maybe it takes a while to rally security from these other places. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I do like how 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 the characters are dressed for the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> like there's a meme of like, what are the white lotus? How about the war of the white tank tops? Because like, Mako Bolin and uh, Lin Beifong all just have on like white. Uh, muscle shirts. Looking hot. <laughs> yeah. And then Asami is just like still got on makeup on and and, and dressed she, like a fancy nightwear. She wake up looking great. Yeah. Some of us do that. <laughs> I don't. In this house, we don't wake up looking great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't explain like how the fight goes on. They get to a point where they're like, all right, we can't attack them from from the, from four because. They're kind of getting sniped off by Pali, yeah. Yeah, and I think this is the first episode where you see Pali has direction. She can curve the bullet 
yeah if you will. It's, yeah it's messed up yeah like i don't think i uh i noticed that the first time i watched it but you lose kind of that thought when you watch this rewatch the series and i haven't times. noticed it in previous episodes this watch through either yeah it's a so little was, bit like in in a James Bond game where it's like a sentinel where you do have some element of control, but it's not super precise, right? Like when they're hiding behind, you know, a wall or something, it's not like she can like home it in and find them. It's still like on a momentum trajectory. Yeah, and it yeah, reminded yeah. me exactly of Goldeneye on like GameCube and PS2 and Xbox. Mm, yeah, that's a great game. Let's go play that. Uh, so yeah, so you just get like kind of this all out kind Nightfire, of fight. Not Goldeneye, just... Nightfire. Sorry. Um, and uh, so they're like coming up with the with a plan. They're like, "All right, Bolin, you gotta knock out Puli because because that's how that's how combustion benders can be uh, attacked. You knock them out, then they can't combustion bend." <laughs> that sounds like a good plan of attack versus any kind of bender. If you knock them out, become well, that's good. Nah, at I don't think so. Well, they meant like. They said they stun her, was... actually. Yeah, they yeah, needed to stun. stun. Yeah, not, not, not like completely on the I'm going to say if you give anybody a real bad headache, they're going to be worse at bending. I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> um, so then they're like, all right, we'll go up. I I love that they, they, they completely came up with a mission plan like pretty right away. Like They have like big, huge walkie-talkies, which I love that it's right for the time. <laughs> It's like they got to carry this huge box and then the phone with it and they each have it. Uh, so then Bolin gets the shot and Lin and Suyin cables down and then they they save Korra and then uh, even then, it's all dramatic and stuff. And even then, Zaheer is still trying to get them. Yeah. And then uh Bolin even so, like he misses a couple first and it's like that last minute yeah. one that he that he hits home Exactly, yeah. And, like there's a miscommunication, right? Because right? you know, they're waiting mm-hmm. for him to knock out Pali and he's like, oh, I can't do it. And then Michael's like, It's it's not a go, it's not a go. And then Wayne Wynn's like, It's a go, all right, it's a go. And, <laughs> and then And then yeah, uh great, great scene. And they rescue Korra and then they still fight a little bit more, and then Zaheer's like, we failed, and then they have to go. It's like a tantrum we failed, too. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty mad about it. Um, but his initial plan was just to sneak in and, and get Korra. He didn't, he didn't plan out an all-out brawl fight in, in Zalfu. It's not a great place to get into a fight for that crew, also. Yeah. Not an ideal fighting locale. But not a lot of water for Pali. Um No metal benders on, on squad. Yeah. Um Yeah, so then at, at this point they're dealing with the aftermath, like the morning after, like, all right, how did how do they get in Zalfu? Like there must be we must have a rat in here. So then they have to uh question every member of the security force and Iway does that questioning because he is a truth seer. And then um and then and at one point, Lynn is uh, of, suspicious of, uh, of her sister, Suyin. And then so Ai Wei questions her about it. And they're like, all right, that's fine. She's telling the truth. And then 
Uh, and then Mako, which is, oh yeah, this is the point I wanted to make before. Mako does detective work, which I love this aspect of Mako that I don't think I've picked up on really. I think in this rewatch, I've picked up on a lot that he is, one of his best traits is being a detective, being a good and it, cop, being able to piece stuff together. It tracks with his with his character and his past lives. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would like them to I would have liked them to lean even more into that. The thing is, they probably do lean fairly in into, it, and we actually see them lean into it throughout the season. Uh, next season, I don't think they do as much of that. In no. season two, he did a lot of that. That just means it's uh, done like subtly, though, and that's that's yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. It's just it's a new appreciation I have for Mark that he is actually like a very good detective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that he's like. No, I don't. Oh, they after Iowa does a questioning, they they find out they they now accuse this guard, but the guard was like born in Zafu. Oh, sorry. This guard was born in Zafu. His whole been there his whole life. And Michael's like, why would he do that? Like, how would he even be indoctrinated into the Red Lotus? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And even Michael's like, but Iowa said that. You know, he wasn't the truth, but the one person that could lie in, in Zafu is Iway. So now he's suspecting Iway. And I want to have this conversation. Varric is like, yeah, that's what I would do. Like, <laughs> Oh, because <laughs> that's exactly great. what you did to us? Yeah. And he was like, exactly. yeah, that worked out great. Mm-hmm. Not for you, but Not for me. Yeah. yeah. And then, so then they go and to search Iway's place because they need evidence before taking it to Suyin because Iway's her most trusted confidant. And uh, and then Iway um, stops. Iway catches them, sort of, but he doesn't catch them and add. They're just there. But like, I really love this part of it because they know Iway can tell if they're lying. And so they're very careful with what they're saying. And I really love how smart every character is, pretty much but Bolin. Uh, I mean, but Bolin doesn't like... <laughs> Wait, he says he something one time. He spill it, but it just... He says something really dumb. To be deliberate. Because, yeah, because he's like, I don't know why I'm maybe telling you this. You can tell I'm lying. <laughs> it, it wasn't anything that gave away what they were doing. It was just something else that was dumb. But every other person is like, I was like, what are you doing here? And they're just like, we just have questions that we think you can help answer. Like they're saying things in such a deliberate way that they're not lying. So I just think that's really smart. Uh, really good writing, really just good, uh, well, good actions by characters. They know that he knows that they've fooled around, right? Like he moves the vase yeah. back and he's suspicious. So they're even going through all this effort. And it's like, it's a little bit of a formality at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh then he finally drops the, the ruse. He's like, You have no idea what's coming to you, Avatar. And then he shuts the gate and something, and Corey bends through, and then there's a big explosion. Like things are freaking crazy. Like <laughs> anytime there's a random explosion that you don't see coming, like you know the, the stakes have been upped and, and things are on and hopping. Um and then uh, everyone hears the explosion. Suyin comes down, Lin comes down, and they tell him, like, I was someone who did this. And Suyin is really mad. Like, she trusted him. And then uh, Korra wants to go after him. And then 
Lynn is like, no, I need to take you to Republic City where it's safe. So it's like, Cora, listen to Lynn. Like, let's just sleep. And in the morning, you go to Republic City. And then later on, Selena's like, here, here's my Jeep. Weird that they call it a Jeep. The thing is, I kind of forget that the Jeep is actually not like... But a Jeep is trademarked, right? The brand. Jeep is the brand. So I, I didn't think is about it. Is it a brand? It is. Or yeah. is it... No, it's Jeep. No, it's, it's definitely a brand. Jeep is, but is the it brand. Also, but is it also the name that... I don't know, no. but I never thought of it until you brought it up just now. That's funny. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, huh? I mean, it's a good pub, right? Like, hey, metal benders, they own Jeeps. <laughs> yeah. You want to um, pick up metal bending babes? Buy a Jeep. Uh, so, yeah, so at this point, so when when I first watched this season, you know, when it premiered, I was so, so I had so many misconceptions about Su Yin. Like, I was for sure that Su Yin, not for sure, but I was very suspicious of Su Yin because she 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 tells Cora like, yeah, go after Ai Wei. Like she puts Cora in harm, and in my head, like, oh, she's setting her up. Like, of course she wants to go after Ai Wei because Ai Wei has a trap. <laughs> like that. Oh man, I, I hope, really hope that Su Yin's not like secretly working with them. Although I think it would have totally made. Since and then there was a picture of Su Yin, like with the circus and the guy who she's on the shoulders of. He kind of looks like Zaheer with a bald head. And I was like, "Holy crap, is that Zaheer? Like, did they meet a long time ago?" Turns out that that's not Zaheer. Of course, it's, the guy is a lot taller than Zaheer, but he kind of looks like Zaheer. And uh, I'm maybe thought they could be related. So I made no such connections. But I was just, I had theories about Suyin because, like, is she. They could have easily turned that way. I think from this, uh, from the, I'm glad they didn't because I love Suyin the character. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that. How she? I mean, she would have made an interesting villain, like the daughter of Toph. <laughs> like, I mean, that would have been kind a, of a saucy story set up. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't really know what her motives. I mean, I'm sure it'd be easy to craft them, but off the top of my head, no, I think craft them. One of these days, I might do a video like, "What if Suyin was a villain?" and then just. Just a what if break point from right here. What if Suyin was helping? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a fun filler someday. Yeah. Um, uh, Suyin yeah. essentially wakes. Was she wake them in the middle of the night or does she just wave and yeah. wait until. I think it's a, no, it was Lin the middle of the night. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. She didn't wake them. Yeah, she's waiting till Lynn left pretty much. Um, and uh, sets them loose in her Jeep. Her trademark. And yeah, her. <laughs> In her, in her Jeep Grand Cherokee. No, I think it's more of a Jeep Wrangler. It's probably a Patriot. It looks like a Patriot a bit. Nah, it's not a Patriot. I think it's a Jeep Wrangler. Jeep Wranglers tend to have like open doors or whatever. No doors. That's funny. I didn't think of that till just now. Uh, what an action-packed <laughs> episode. It feels way longer. Than... I know, right? Didn't we? I feel like we explained went through it a lot faster than, than what happened. I feel like a lot of stuff happens it feels like a long it feels like two episodes like it feels like an episode that ends in a fight and then the next episode they're searching for the mole yeah no i feel like it's it's, i feel almost like it's three episodes almost like a a tiny little like training saying goodbye to opal a big huge freaking fight and then a search for the mole like it's a weird yeah but it works in a it works in a a very high compliment yes uh 
Well, hey, high compliments. That's a nice segue. Chris, let's go do some ratings, which I think are right. pretty complimentary. Ideal visual, a nine. The, the fight is really good. This, like, I I had to rewatch this fight a couple of different times. Um, this is one of my favorite fights, I think, in the whole entire series. There's there's really good stakes involved in, like, the Avatar is kidnapped. She's knocked out. She can't do anything right now. It's all up to her, her friends to save her. Uh, really good fight. Um, yeah, really. Oh, and then the fight before that, the just the training, I really enjoy. I always enjoy that that picture. There's a, there's just a gif. A, yeah, a gif of Korra, just uh, like, in her bending, in her metal bending stance, she like twists and stuff and wraps the metal around her, and then she uh, trips, way or win. Great stuff there. Uh, story uh, nine. Also, the story just completely picks up from here. Like, like you, you start to question everything. You're, you're really questioning, like, all right, how did they get into, into Zalfu, which is this, like, impenetrable city? Or right, who is the mole type of deal? The story just really picks up from here. Memorable, also gave it a nine. I remember, this, I think it's this season to this point has been, like, really good. I remember when I first watched, I was like, oh, this is a really good season. Like, I'm really liking these villains. And this episode just took it up a whole nother notch. This was probably one of the first episodes that, right when I got done, I rewatched it. Like, uh, yeah, because it was on it was on the Nick app. <laughs> Not Nick app. No, Nick.com. Uh, funny enough, quick shout out to, or quick um, admiration to Legend Core. Legend Core was probably the first I'm pretty sure it's the first show, wide popular show, that was streamed, like streaming only. Like primary stream, yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't on Nickelodeon. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Never thought about that. Um, yeah, we should really give Cora her, her respect. She Cora spawned the real rise of Netflix, which was proprietary exactly. productions. Uh, the thing is, honestly, if they would they would tell like Mike and Brian like right. So you know these ex, not these ex, but like the I don't know the data people would be like, yeah, the ratings aren't like great, great, but you should see you should also pay attention to like how many views we're getting online. Like you're doing really, really well. Like it's crazy to think about now. Like that's that's what people that's the only way to want. measure. <laughs> yeah, you are the saber metrics of TV. Yeah, people aren't measuring ratings nearly as much as they used to Maybe. because one thing people you know they either DVR stuff or you know they just wait you to stream it. You send out a Nielsen rating survey and somebody's gonna pick it up and be like what? Yeah. Uh, anyway memorable gets a 9 so that math is easy. Uh, 9 out of 10 um, for the total. I don't know what it would have took for it to get any higher than that. Uh, I know Vision almost took it higher but I don't know things, things get I think there's just, just there's a little more room. things get better later on is probably at least when I rate things that like, I don't know, it's hard to keep it in a yeah. vacuum of itself. It's like, I know things get even better. I got to save, savor it, savor it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, audio visual, I did 8.5. I wish I'd have gone higher because even while we're talking, just now while we're talking, uh, thinking about the music or sometimes the lack thereof, like there's nice ambient mm-hmm. sounds during the fight and music in the way that like, when there's no sounds or anything like that, and it's a even a nice job of like evoking dread 
kind of. Yeah. Um, and they just all around. I don't know why I didn't go higher. Eight point five is is low and it's wrong. Story I feel okay about. I still have like a just the smidge of qualm with the with the fight and a smidge of qualm with uh, Mako should have gone like straight to Suyin, and and been like, hey, how do you know? I always tell the truth because of this. Uh, at, I don't know. At least that's what I would have done. Um, and that that did irk me like a little bit. And then also the Suyin, like the straight up lie to Lin. Like I think they could have resolved it without the lie, and it would have yeah. still been fine. It just felt like a like a quick way to like get it over with. Story. Like you're trying, like you're trying to repair this relationship with your sister, and you completely go against what she said, which wasn't like some outlandish request that she had. Yeah, it was very reasonable. And then in so. the end, Lin was more right than Su Yin was anyway. And so just but hey, minor picks. We're talking eight point five. Minor nitpicks. <laughs> uh memorable nine point five. This Ooh. is one of my favorite episodes. Period. Yeah. Love it. To think about, to to rewatch, to all the love it. Eight point eight if I wasn't dumb on the audio visual, which I don't I don't get it. I don't get myself. Uh eight point eight. It's a great episode. <laughs> We're at eight point nine together. That's good stuff. Yeah. Final thoughts. This is this is the this is the episode that I always look forward to the most watching in the season. Like I, I know it's not I know it's not the the best episode, but it's no. always the episode I look forward to watching it because I know like yeah, it everything is just ramped up from here. Um like it's weird to it's weird that I even thought that the original airbenders came after this episode for some reason. Things I feel like original airbenders should go like earlier. Before, yeah, either earlier because it should be like episode of... five. It should be like pre metal bending anything, and then the last half mm-hmm. of the season should just be all awesome metal clan stuff. Yeah, there's and, probably some and... semantics, uh, probably some uh, something in the way of, of there. Yeah, we're not we're not thinking about it super detailed but, wise. But yeah, at the end of whatever the episode was before. Um, I think the metal clan no um old wounds maybe at the end of old wounds so here it's like she's with the metal clan like when you when you should have went from like zaheer saying she's with the metal clan and then you see zaheer with the metal clan instead is zaheer she's with the metal clan and then we go visit the original airbenders <laughs> and course not really even in that episode not at all yeah, well, she's like, like she's in minute. the first yeah for a minute exactly. She's like then, the person hosting the radio show. Like, hey, caller, tell me what yeah. I can do for you, and that's her job. Yeah, uh, I yeah, still think that, of the metal clan as where the season kind of ramps up in like drama in action episode wise. But I think I think you're right that this is a more appropriate place to put that to plant that flag. Yeah. This was the episode. This was the holy crap episode. Like holy crap, this season is like if if they can just keep this season at this level, this season would be great. And then yes. and then I I don't think they keep it at that level in a good way. I watched this one today, and then like I mentioned before, I was like watched the rest of them, and I'm I am into Chris the whole the rest of the day. Yeah. This is all these messages about holy crap. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was like, like, I've seen this show. Like, like you said, me something about something that happens at the finale. I'm like, oh, you must have just like watched. Yeah, just rolled it. Just rolled <laughs> yeah. it. It's hard to stop. Maybe that's the best, the best compliment you can give. It's hard to stop at this point. On, I don't think. Is there a nicer thing you can say about a serial 
television show on a streaming service, mm-hmm. it's hard to stop. Yeah. But uh, that being said, hey, they're all good from here on out, and I look forward to the next ones as well. And we won't interrupt these proceedings with a Ted Lasso season two review <laughs> unless we have to for random personal or holiday reasons or something. We're going to stay on the train and get through these amazing episodes. Chris, thanks for joining me. Everybody out there, thanks for listening to and or watching us. We really appreciate it. We'll put lots of contacty things down in the description. If you're interested, we're always happy to hear from you. My name's Sean. That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. It looked like I picked my nose when I did that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> this has been Avatar The Last Podcasters, The Terror Within, which is Legend of Korra, Book 3, Change, Chapter 8. That's all I got to say. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Chris still talking about waking up early. Okay, see you guys later.